From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. So, J.R., the latest Marquette Law School poll shows the incumbents in Wisconsin's most high-profile elections next year are losing support. According to the survey of 800 registered voters released last week, Democratic Governor Tony Evers' approval rating slid from 50% in August to 45% now. Meanwhile, Republican U.S. Senator Ron Johnson's low approval numbers remained at 36% from August. So far, the only high-profile candidate in the governor's race is former Republican Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish. Johnson hasn't formally announced whether he'll run for another term, but the race features a crowded field of Democrats so far. I guess, first off, what do you make of Governor Evers' slipping numbers? What do you think factored into the slide? Well, there are a couple of things. I mean, uh, poll director Charles Franklin talked about a grumpy electorate right now. It's a challenging electoral environment, and people just aren't real optimistic about the direction of the state. So that likely had played a factor. Plus, you know, Joe Biden's numbers have not been very good. Uh, They dipped, I think, to 43 percent in this poll, um, down from 49. That's not great. Uh, The party in power in the White House typically struggles in a midterm election. When you've got an incumbent who's down around 43 percent, that's even a bigger headwind. So the key thing for Evers is going to be, can Joe Biden recover somewhat? Now, he doesn't have to get to like the, you know, 51, 52 percent for his job approval rating in Wisconsin, but he has to get a better mark than he's got right now in terms of how viewers, you know, perceive his presidency. Because if they're not happy with the president, who's a Democrat, they're likely not going to be happy with Democrats down the ballot. Um, you know, go back and look at 2018, um, Scott Walker, then the incumbent lost to Evers, you know, by like 1.1 percentage points. In that last poll before the election, Donald Trump was at 47% approval, 50% disapproval. So, you know, Walker is right there uh, with Evers. If Biden can get up toward that kind of a range, that's probably beneficial for Evers. The question is how much can Evers float above Joe Biden in Wisconsin? Because again, you know, we're, we're thinking that Democrats are going to have a difficult cycle the question is, well, how difficult is it going to be? And the better Biden does, the easier it might be for Democrats to, to hold on to their seats. And what do you think Ron Johnson is thinking right now, seeing these consistent low numbers? Do you think he'll bow out? No, he's not paying attention to these numbers. I mean, Ron Johnson doesn't really care about this stuff. He um, doesn't pay attention to political consultants. He thinks that he is in the best position to keep the seat for Republicans. You know, honestly, he he might not be wrong. The question is, of course, first, is he going to run? And two, what's the environment look like if he's going to run? Because he's said some things that, you know, have got him sideways with voters. You look at their, for, there's a question, for example, asking about COVID-19 and information about that. And people don't trust what Ron Johnson's saying about the pandemic. So does that carry over to have, you know, causing him issues? Uh, but if it's a really good Republican environment, if what we saw last week in Virginia, for example, New Jersey, if that carries over to Wisconsin next fall, then even somebody who's maybe not lined up perfectly with voters can still win because it's a really good Republican year. So again, still watch to see what Johnson does. Uh, when's he going to announce his intentions? And then for him, if he does run, you know, 
last week in Virginia, the nominee for governor who won, uh, Youngkin, he was able to stitch together what's basically a Republican's dream scenario, the Donald Trump base, traditional Republicans, and suburban voters. You know, can Ron Johnson do the same thing? The Trump base, people tell me they're rock solid for Johnson. Traditional Republicans, they're going to be there for him in the end. Um, but those suburban voters, that's the third piece, you know, get those suburban voters back. Also last week, Racine County Sheriff Christopher Schmalling called for five members of the Wisconsin Elections Commission to be criminally charged for telling local officials to send absentee ballots to residents of eight nursing homes in 2020 instead of sending poll workers to oversee voting at those locations. The sheriff earlier called on Democratic Attorney General Josh Call to investigate allegations of election fraud, but both Call and Governor Evers said cases should be prosecuted locally. Meanwhile, State Elections Administrator Megan Wolf said she will not resign over this, and now WEC Chair Ann Jacobs wants a hearing tomorrow on the Legislative Audit Bureau's report on the 2020 election to be delayed until after WEC holds its regular meeting December 1st. Where do you see all this going? Well, I don't get the impression that Republicans are very excited about the idea of delaying their hearing uh, on Tuesday about the audit. They want to get that going before the audit committee, so then Senate Republicans can define the parameters of what they want the Senate Elections Committee to look at to follow up on that audit. We know Senate Republicans want to look into why officials in Madison did not allow Audit Bureau employees to personally handle ballots and election records. So you know, that'll be part of it. We want to know what else is going to be in that, that proposal. Um, with Megan Wolf, she is confirmed for a term that runs through June 30th, 2023. It would take four members of the six-member Elections Commission to push her out of that job. That is not going to happen. Um, she enjoys support from that commission, so no worry there unless somehow Republicans win the governor's race next fall and quickly, in the early part of 2023, revamp everything with the Elections Commission. She's safe for a while. The stuff with the Racine County Sheriff is really interesting. I you know, often say I'm not a lawyer, and I stress that because you know I know, for example, that state law empowers the Elections Commission to administer elections. I talked to a lot of attorneys to ask them, does that authority give them the ability to suspend the requirement that, that they did in 2020 that clerks send special voting deputies to assisted care facilities at least twice before they send absentee ballots? And they disagree. They have law degrees I don't, and they're not, they don't agree on that whether they have that authority. But they were universal in telling me that they can't make the leap from that debate over whether they had that authority to felony misconduct in office charges that the sheriff is recommending. I don't know how that's going to play out. The DA has got a very difficult case in her lap right now. Uh, but the people I talk to, lawyers across the political spectrum, just don't understand how the sheriff reached the conclusion that these commissioners made a policy decision and therefore they should face two felony charges and three misdemeanors. Uh, as a result of it. Now, maybe there's somebody out there who's got a better theory than these guys have that I've talked to so far, but I haven't found that person yet. And so I'm watching now to see what's the DA do. Um, is she going to go ahead with this case? Lawyers I talked to think if she does that it would be difficult to have that case hold up in court. And if she doesn't pursue the case, does she get blowback then from Republicans uh, about this whole thing and face some 
some issues back in Racine County, which has been kind of a hotbed of Tea Party activity for the last decade. Politically, you'll be on the legal stuff. Politically, people have told me that what the sheriff has done is given those given Republicans a talking point about the Elections Commission. I talk to Republican members of the legislature all the time who tell me they went back to a local event in the district and they got beat up because they weren't going to have to, quote unquote, stop the steal or fight back against whatever with 2020 or fight for the election results. Well, now they have a talking point. They say, well, look, the Racine County Sheriff says that the Elections Commission, those are the guys who did something illegal. They should be held accountable. You should be mad at them. So I don't know if this is just political cover. I've seen people say this is like a sham. This is, you know, just befuddling. But politically, it does give Republicans that talking point. What I want to know now is, okay, what's next? Uh, when's that decision come from the DA about what to do with the commissioners? Um, how's this play out? That's all to be determined, but it's uh, going to be a fascinating case, and it comes fraught with politics on both sides. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.